friends. It is Saturday night. I'm Elio. He's Ben, and this is the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. Ben, how has your week been? Um, pretty good, man. I uh, went out and had some fun last night. I went to a comedy show in uh, West Virginia, which is ho- which was hosted by one of my friends. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, you're in uh, you're in Maryland. Yeah. How long is it to get to West Virginia? Uh, like four hours of traffic. Oh, okay. So what time did you uh, did you leave? Uh, we left the house at like three thirty, and then with traffic, we got there at like seven thirty-five. Oh, okay, right on. And uh, then the show was on at like eight nine. The show was from eight to ten. Ah, okay, right. And then we just turned around, drove back. So it's just like a, like one of these like small comedy clubs. Yeah, it was a forty seat comedy club. That's cool. That's all right. So how was the show? Very very good. He uh, he did a very good job booking it. Um, they got uh, comedians from Ohio. Uh, one one person lived in. Uh, she was from England, but I forget. Where is she? Oh, yeah, she lived in Pittsburgh. Um, and then there were several from Baltimore, um, which is my neck of the woods. Um, and then a few more from some other places. You know, I bet you it was more enjoyable than the one I went to. Now, I, I this is going back, like, 10, 10, 11 years. It was 2010, and uh, my brother's girlfriend at the time, her cousin was uh, was um, getting into comedy and uh, working to become a comedian. So he had his own, He had a stand up uh, show at uh, Yuck Yucks in downtown Toronto. So we went there uh, one night, which for me was a long day because earlier that day I had gone to I had uh, gone to the mall for to look at some records, uh, CDs, uh, video games, whatever. I went to get uh, SmackDown versus Raw 09. Oh, that was a good one. 09 was a good one. So what I did was after that, right? I came. I got home that afternoon, right? Usually around 3 p.m. I booked my rides so that I gave enough time between when I get there and uh, when I have to go home. Yeah. So. I got home right and I figured I'm going to rest a bit and I get the whole night. And then uh, my brother called me and he's like, uh, do you want to come to uh, Yuck Comedy Club? Because um, because uh, my girlfriend's uh, cousin's performing. I'm like, okay, sure. Like, I'm, like I didn't even get much time to rest. Like I got maybe like an hour because he calls at like four. So they gave me like to five to six and he picks me up and we have to go downtown. We took the subway down to the, to where the comedy club was. Right. And yeah, so that was like a long night for me, but it was fun. Of yeah. course, he wasn't as funny as uh, what you're telling me. Even though it is a more well-known comedy club, this guy just wasn't really funny. Uh, yeah, well, and, and the... I've only been to, I think, one or two other 
uh, comedy shows that were not uh, that were not um, organized by this guy. This this had been this is the same guy that runs the uh, wrestling company that I'm associated with. So I mean I've been I've been to countless of the wrestling shows, and then this was the third comedy show of his that I've been to. And, um, yeah, all of them have been great. And, um, you know, I don't really do, I don't really go see like mainstream comedians because the last time I went to see one, it was kind of, uh, really bad to tell you the truth. Oh, is anyone that we know? Uh, Kevin James. Oh no. Was he, was he not good, Kevin James? No, which was very oh, disappoint, disappointing because, um, you know, I still like, really like his his show. I mean, usually uh, his shows are funny. King of Queens, um, uh, when he was on Everybody Loves Raymond. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and I, I was a, um, I was a very, um, very uh, loyal watcher of King of Queens, and then I didn't start watching Everybody Loves Raymond until it went off the air. Yeah, that's when everyone starts watching the show. <laughs> um, well, no, because like I was, I was really young. No, when, and even, uh, even me, like I, I, everyone was watching Raymond, and I, I was like, I just don't get it. So why is this show funny? And then I didn't start watching until it went off the air. <laughs> Yeah, and then, and then I got it, and but you know it's it's weird. Cause if I had started watching it when I was younger, I don't think I would have gotten it because it's like a very dry brand of humor, right? But uh, uh yeah, you know, have you heard of a comedian named Show Avadi? He's an Australian Italian comedian. Uh, no, I have not. This guy, okay, when I first heard Mega, okay, he, he was kind of funny because, like, he's described when he was talking about his grandmother and when he was talking about his family, he's describing my family, my grandparents when they were alive, well, my grandfather and his wife when they were alive. He was yeah. describing them because they were the same way, especially like when we're watching game shows and I'm ans- answering all the questions, and they turn around and they're like, why don't you go on there? <laughs> oh jeez! So like I'm like, wow. He just described my grandfather because that's what he would always say to me. Why don't you go on that show? Unreal Fortune. Oh god. <laughs> yeah. But what what I hate is I hate these comedians that try hard to be funny, but they're really not. No, you know, being funny is just one of those things. You either have it or you don't. And, yeah. Um, and you know when I mean to a certain extent I get it because you know you're up on stage and you know the point the point is to be funny but yep. you know but I always find that the funniest people are those that can pull it off without trying to be funny yeah like they just like like out of nowhere it's like whenever they say something, it just like comes out of nowhere. They, they don't think it up first. They, it just ha- happens. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and that can be tough because obviously, you know, you have to have a, a skit planned out or something. Yeah. Or a, a routine. Not a, not a skit. Why did I say that? I meant like a routine, but 
What? You mean um, you actually have to have someone writing material? Well, God, God, God knows WWE is unfamiliar <laughs> with the concept. Jesus Christ. But Ben, when you say we get into something that's not funny, and that, of course, being Monday Night Raw. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. So <laughs> What a segue. So, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, I... Oh, I come really, on. That was good. I, that was I, a good segue. I really like how Elio did that for for a couple of different reasons. One, that it was just well played. But two, um, I particularly hated uh, this last episode of Monday Night Raw, and um, we recorded our last uh, our last um, episode uh, this past Tuesday, which was our Hell in a Cell reaction show. And um, Elio and I were going back and forth. I'm like, what, are you sure you don't want to, you know, just lump all into, uh, you know, the Hell in a Cell review? That way, that way we can get it over with. He was like, nah, you know, we don't have uh, AEW on uh, Friday. So we'll just, we'll just put that in with the, with, with the Saturday show talking about Raw. So I'm like, all right. But, ladies and gentlemen, that gave me uh, five extra days to stew on the uh, absolute atrocities that I witnessed on Monday Night Raw. Oh, and so, so I'm, I'm absolutely warning you because today it is my responsibility to review Monday Night Raw for you. And... Uh, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to go on a rant or two, uh, the likes of which you will never, ever forget as long as you listen to wrestling podcasts. So just be prepared. Uh, and, uh, just so you know, just so you know, I, I did actually watch this uh, against my better judgment. So I'm, then, I'll follow along. And, and, okay, well, well, since you watched it, before I jump, before I jump into the deep end of hell, um, <laughs> is there any other kind of end other than the deep end? Is well, there a shallow? Is there a shallow end of hell where I can actually like uh, swim and stand up, and that without drowning? Well, I well, I don't know because because apparently apparently those that belong in hell create their own versions throughout their lives. That's what I've heard. Anyway, um, but I mean this this was just atrocious. So now that I know that you've watched it, um, what did what did you think? And uh, what were your high and low points? Was what do you, what do you, what were your takeaways? Okay, my low point had to be Eva Marie and Piper Niven. I'm not calling her Dewdrop. What the fuck? <laughs> Who came up with that name? No, that's my low point. Uh, Eva Marie and uh, Piper Niven versus Naomi and um, Oscar. Yeah, well, that was gonna be one of them for me, and uh, I absolutely agree. That was that was horrific. And- my, my other one. Would have to be fucking Nikki Cross. Oh, 
Yes, yes, yes. Okay, now that now we're on the same page. Okay, so we can continue doing the show together because had you not mentioned that, we would have had to cancel the rest of the show. What? 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 What is this? <laughs> what is this? I'm super naked. No, you're not. Stop. <laughs> I, I was very disturbed to say the very least. Oh my god. The, like, the, the mask they gave her was atrocious. I was like, wait, is she a superhero or is she working as a dominatrix? Uh, well, yeah, but uh, that, <laughs> was, that, was, that was a little bit weird. And, um, you know, and it was kind of giving me flashbacks to Shaniqua. Oh, Jesus. That was bad, too. Yeah, that was... Well, Shaniqua was just straight-up scary. Nikki Cross is gonna because she's stupid. <laughs> but see, I don't understand because I've read that this was her idea, but why would you want to do... Why would you do this? So I, I, I ran... I ran that very question um, by uh, one of our mutual friends and, and former co-workers, uh, Mike Rain. And he, he agreed with, with us that this gimmick was the very illustration of, of why Raw is so bad these days. But so after, after reading his take on things, I said, um, you know, well, well, if, if if it's so obvious that it's as bad, then why why would one why would she come up with it? And two, even if she did come up with it as for, as reported, um, why would they why would they say yes to it? And of course, you know the first part of the answer well because it's WWE and they don't know what the fuck they're doing, which which is obvious. And and then the second part of it was Nikki's thought process, which I was particularly interested in. And he said it, it's just a matter of survival on the main roster, trying to, um, you know, trying to stay relevant because they haven't uh, given her anything since, uh, you know, really since Sanity. Um, and um, which which that was a good take. Um, but but still, despite the fact that she came up with it, I was just like, why would they why would they accept this? Because to me, what this reminds me of is like 1995 WWF when we had all the all the cartoony kind of bullshit. Um, yeah, like um, like Mantar and. Uh, Jeez. You know, the Bastion Booger and all that bullshit. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I can't believe you brought up Manta. Wow, I like out of nowhere that that name just popped up. Wow. <laughs> I, brother, I just have no fucking clue. <laughs> you know, where's Skinner when you need him? Can we get Skinner back? I, I thought he was terrible, but in comparison to superhero Nikki no, Cross, no, no. or, or, hold on one second, as she has been coined by Gregory Helms, a.k.a. Hurricane, oh, no. Nikki Cross is now the Hurricane, H-E-R-dash-a-cane. Wait, say it again. 
So, so the Hurricane Gregory Helms has dubbed Nikki Cross the Hurricane, as in H E R. You know, I mean, what what the fuck is this? <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> Make it stop. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think I think if there is a god, he's too smart to be watching Monday Night Raw because stop, stop the bus. I want to get off. <laughs> well, look at uh, my hair. Look, 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 look at my hair. Look, it's standing on end for like how. Uh, I know. I can. I can. Uh, I can. I can see and feel the crackles of electricity coming from your head. <laughs> okay, um, sorry, I have, I have to go back to this, to this, um, Eva Marie thing because this is just disturbing. What, yeah. what the, what the hell, where did they get this name, Dewdrop? Where, what, what? Well, uh, apparently, uh, Apparently, it um, now this is obviously me being facetious, but I think it was a combination of Kevin Dunn or Bruce Pritchard's favorite snack, donuts, and and the idea that they should drop this gimmick from existence right now because, and uh, the, but in all seriousness, the other the other thing that I heard and I have to believe. Um, you know, I think they're making fun of, uh, of Piper Niven's, uh, body, which if that's the case, is disgusting. Actually, you, actually, I'm going to tell you right now because I have the meaning in front of me right now. Yeah. And it's what I heard on my other show as well. It's the same when I heard. Right. Names can bring a lot to the table and can sometimes already have a meaning. Urban Dictionary's listing for dewdrop says referring to women who are sexually or romantically attracted to other women. Okay, so now Piper and Evans a lesbian who's attracted <laughs> you know you know that we have e is fucking and we wonder why no one likes you. You wonder why no one likes you, WWE. You do bullshit like this. I know. So you took, you took a monster like Piper Niven, who had some great matches in NXT UK with Rhea Ripley and um, Tony Storm, and you and uh, Kay, sorry, and Kaylee Ray, and you give her this gimmick on the main roster. That's because, brother, if. If anyone involved in main roster creative watch NXT UK, I would drop over dead of shock right now. Absolutely cannot stand Kevin Dunn. I can't stand Bruce Pritchard. This man should have gone home years ago. Well, you know, I agree. And it's it's not it's very easy to be derisive and insulting toward Vince McMahon based off of you know how can you not be you know like it's not seriously how can you not be well it's 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 very very difficult 
Um, you know, but 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 the the thing is, you know, he had the world by the balls at one point, but but now it's just like go go away because you're doing damage to your legacy. And, and do you remember what he said um, in two thousand two? What's that? When he brought the NWO in. He's going to kill his very creation by injecting it with a dose of poison. That's exactly what he's doing. Yeah, well, precisely. And, uh, you know, but we both, we both know that despite um, every logical argument to the contrary, that Vince is going to run this company until he's fucking dead. And I know that sounds like a horrible insult, but it's actually not. I think I think it's just reality. And it's, and it's sad because, you know, you have, uh, I don't know if you saw this, um, but uh, Tri- Triple H has now taken to, uh, you know, the if you don't like it, don't watch mentality, which I fucking despise. Because, and, I think, and I think that was born off of the whole social media phenomenon and how that's been uh, a poison to professional wrestling. Because, you know, a lot of people have very annoying very off-base takes on professional wrestling. Um, and, um, and because of that, you know, the, the people like us who have been watching wrestling forever and, and in, in my book, based off conversations that we've had off the air, I think, I think you and I are very intelligent, um, you know, wrestling fans who, who, who genuinely care about the direction of of the business and it based off something that we legitimately care about. Um, you know, we have no interest in the sake of bitching for the sake of bitching. I, I think that that's a waste of time. Um, but unfortunately, due to, uh, you know, the advent of social media, we, we get lumped in with, with everybody who has something negative to say about, um, you know, pro wrestling and WWE in general. And I, I don't think that that's right because how can you look at something like this past Monday's edition of, of Monday Night Raw and not have something negative to say about it? constructive negative criticism to tell you the truth um because you know getting into uh you know my review of monday night raw now i know that was kind of a long uh, roundabout way of getting there uh, ladies and gentlemen but well i would give my low points i just need to get my high points oh you actually had high points okay what are they first of all I have Rick Shane AJ Styles. 
Yeah, I, 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 I am floored by the fact that they had uh, Ricochet beat him to qualify for Money in the Bank. I was actually extremely pleasantly surprised by that. And Riddle versus Drew McIntyre. Yeah, that was very good as well. So those are my high points. I agree. All right, well, then let me um, let me give you my uh, low points and high points. Um, <laughs> here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Remember what I said about rants? Are, are you ready, Elio? I'm ready. Are you strapped in, sir? I'm strapped in. Okay. So... The ultimate low point of low points for me, Nikki fucking Cross. What the hell was that? Exactly. So, somebody, somebody call Adam West back from from wherever he is in heaven right now. And, and have him explain this bullshit to me. Or better not, don't do it. Don't do that to Adam West because he'd be rolling over in his grave. Justifiably so, because what the fuck was that? I, I like Batman, for fuck's sake. So do I, I, I. I watched all three seasons of the original show from the 60s. And that was really good shit. Yeah. And, and I don't mean it like, oh, that was good shit, pal, like in the Vince McMahon voice. I mean, I, that was honestly very, very good. No, my favorite characters were the Penguin and the Joker. Go Cesar Romero. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, and, to, and to be honest with you, um, you know, the, the Joker is, is to, to me, like the best... Um, Arguably the best villain of all time, and um, you know, and I I had always said that uh, I think Heath Ledger was the best Joker, but now I honestly I have to give the nod to Joaquin Phoenix. Ooh, okay. You know what? I still have to watch that. I have it on my list. I started watching it, and then I don't know. I got I had to. And so I think it was getting late. So it was like uh, one one night I started watching it, and then I looked over and and it was like one a.m. two a.m. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do any sleep. Okay, well, well, see. Okay, but it's on my list. This is what we're gonna do. Okay. All right. Now, elevated to the very top of your list. Okay. Sit your ass down. Watch it. Okay. And then, and then next week on the show, we are going to discuss it because the very fact that you have not seen this in its entirety is a fucking joke. <laughs> I've, I've just been giving homework on my own podcast. Okay. Well, All right. well, you give me homework. You know, there's Ben's homework corner, which <laughs> which unfortunately got shelved for the time being because of. Peacock's fucking stupidity, um, but um, but yes, I am giving the professor homework of his own, and the teacher has become the professor, or the student has become the. Professor. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. 
You got you got me you got me so pissed off I can't even think straight, bitch ass motherfucker. Um Yeah, yes. Watch that fucking movie and we are going to discuss it like gentlemen. It's on my list. Well, it better be at the top of your list, you dumbass motherfucker, because we are going to discuss it next week on this show. All right, sir. Anyway, <clears throat> my co-host has made me almost as angry as Nikki Cross's appearance as Batgirl, or whatever you're, she called herself. God, did, she, did she even give herself a name? I don't know. She, when she started doing the spin, I almost passed out from disgust. Okay, and then and then the other the other low point, I have to agree with you, uh, Eva Marie and Dewdrop. I think it's terrible. I, I I really do too, you know. But you know what this you know what this reminds me of, especially now that you read me that. Uh, that uh, definition of, of dewdrop mm-hmm. uh, from Urban Dictionary, it kind of reminds me of um, of when they called uh, Paige, Becky, and Charlotte the Submission Society. Oh, the Submission Sorority or something like that? Yeah, the, oh, yeah that's what it was, the Submission so, uh, Sorority. And then someone on social media... Uh, kindly pointed out that that was the name of a pornographic series, and and then they had to change the name to uh, PCB. How creative is that? You're right. Um, so it kind of it kind of reminds me of that because I have a feeling that if someone uh, points out the, the definition of dewdrop, they might change that. Just, um, just let her be. I, th- I think they should just let her be Piper Niven, and that's it. Yeah, because well, because if you really think about it, uh, you know. Now I don't know this, but this this is just my take on on something, uh, or a thought. Um, you know, some people m- might consider Dewdrop to be an insulting uh, uh, name toward lesbians. I don't know. Um, but but considering that it is Pride Month, um, if, if someone were to uh, bring that up to WWE, they might uh, rapidly change that situation. I I don't know, but that that just that. But and I'm not even trying to be politically correct. I'm just trying to like point out how stupid it is and how asinine it makes. Piper and Evan and uh, Eva Marie look now. So now hold on, she just debuted on the main roster, and, and she already tur- and she's already turned uh, face. I don't know. I well, <laughs> you know you know, here, here's the th- here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. I never say it out loud. I don't know because to me. Anyone associated with Eva Marie cannot cannot be a face. Because the, the heat on Eva Marie. Now I'm not gonna go go after Eva Marie to the to the level that other people have because I think to go after her on a personal level is 
disgusting. We we don't we don't know the, the woman. I'm just talking about it from a, a wrestling perspective and the fact that she's employed by a, a wrestling company. I don't get it. Uh, from from any other perspective other than the fact that she is an absolutely gorgeous woman, which I wish um, I'm not denying. But having said that, I am not in high school and my hormones are not raging to the point where I need to see Eva Marie on my TV. Um, and she just doesn't have what it takes to be a professional wrestler. And to me, when I say that, I don't even mean that in in an insulting fashion, but I look at her in the ring and, and, and this is, and this is going back, you know, to her original run in uh, the company. And I, I have to tell you, other than other than the fact that she is beautiful, there's no other possible appeal. And and the fact that they bought her back, this is in this is, is spitting in the face of the the evolution of women's wrestling and even the name of what they're calling it now they're calling it an evolution that's a further spit in the face if if i am if i am anyone any woman in the back who has worked their ass off to make women's wrestling mean something um which which I, which I can assure you is pretty much the entire roster based on who I named in our discussion about this uh, fact um, on our last show. You know, I, I got a problem with Eva Marie being on the roster if I am any other woman on WWE's roster at the moment. I, 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 real, I really have a problem with this um, because we've seen Eva Marie. Can, can she wrestle? The answer is an emphatic no. <laughs> yep. And the, ladies and gentlemen, they themselves, referring to WWE, have gone to ridiculous lengths both in the past and currently since they bought her back to keep her out of the ring. Okay? Now, you want to go you want to go back 4 years ago, 4 or 5 years ago so I can illustrate my point. They had her suffer a wardrobe malfunction. To avoid wrestling a match, okay? They pulled a Janet Jackson in 2001 to get her to to stop wrestling a goddamn match, okay? The, the original wardrobe malfunction was uh, Super Bowl 35, Ravens versus Giants, Janet Jackson halftime show. 
I don't know about you, but I'd rather see Janet Jackson in 2001 than even Marie in whatever the fuck year that was in a wrestling ring. I'd rather see Janet Jackson now in a wrestling ring than have to watch even Marie in a wrestling ring. Furthermore, (laughs) (laughs) furthermore, why would you put a very, very credible wrestler in Piper Nevin? Debut her on the main roster only to settle her with Eva Marie. And then on top of that, you're going to use Eva Marie to body shame fucking Piper Nevin? Why would any woman not named Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, Asuka... You know, or fucking Io Shirai or Tony Storm want to be employed by this company after seeing that. Why? I saw I saw this show on my uh, PBR. I'm gonna go back and watch it. I'm gonna, I just I just have to see that one spot again, that one other segment again. What 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 segment is that? The the, um, the one where they were like interviewing Eva Marie. Because I wasn't even paying attention, but uh, like when Piper like even said that that her name was Piper. Uh, well, well, and, it, and speaking of that, when when um, when she was introduced as Dewdrop, did you see the look on Piper and Evan's face? Well, that's another reason why I'm gonna go back and watch that because, yeah. I mean, this is this is just atrocious, ladies and gentlemen. You know, and it's 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 one thing for this to be thought of as an idea, which in and of itself is terrible, but it is completely another for it to make TV. To, to um to Elio's point, this and I, I have seen Piper Nevin on on NXT UK, so I do have uh, I do have some uh, reference points of what you were talking about earlier in um, in talking about her matches with Rhea Ripley and uh, Tony Storm on um, on NXT UK and. and if I if I am Piper Nevin, I am pulling a Mercedes Martinez, getting the fuck out of Retribution, and go to NXT. I what I mean, what the fuck? You know, a, a, a lot has been made about these these recent releases on um, the WWE side of things, um, and we just got a we another round of them. And everybody acts like it is such a big deal um, for someone to be released from WWE. Um, if I am anyone who has been released from WWE, uh, I'm like, thank you, God. I really am because to me, to me, um, you know, I'll give you an example, right? So. Elio and I love doing this show. We get the biggest kick out of it, and I I think you can hear the fact that we're having fun while we're talking to 
while we're talking to you guys and gals about professional wrestling on this show. Um, and, and and this is our 135th show that we're recording right now. We've, we've been doing this for a while now. And it, 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 if someone tried to, you know, contact us and say, you know, we'll pay you this amount, this ridiculous amount of money if you let us format your show and you talk about what we want you to talk about and blah, blah, blah. They, I would tell them to kiss my skinny disabled ass. Hell. Because I would, I would rather have creative freedom and the ability to have fun with my friend on this show then have all the recognition in the world and be and be the most popular podcast because the way that the way that I have have grown up is, is with the idea of I would rather be an honest asshole than a popular liar and I will not lie to you people because this shit that we're witnessing on Monday Night Raw, this is circling the drain of the lowest form of bullshit that I've ever seen in my life. Uh, you know, I had a, I had a, um, a psychology class in uh, professional, uh, in uh, college. And the textbook had an illustration of the hierarchy of television entertainment, high form and low form of entertainment. And years ago, they had, this must have been back in like 2010 or something, they had professional wrestling listed as like the lowest form of of entertainment on TV. Wow. And I was pissed off. When I saw that in my textbook, I was fucking livid because professional wrestling is something that I love and, you know, all all of that. And as I've described to you over and over again, and I was absolutely, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I was hot under the collar because of that. But fast forward to what we're seeing on TV now, I understand why it said that in in that psychology book i i honestly do because if if you put nick if you put nikki cross in a superhero costume and you put a fucking do drive on my tv and, and you know and all of this other stuff that we're that we're seeing on on tv every other week you know even even smackdown um, you know, if you take Roman Reigns out of the SmackDown equation, nothing about that show interests me. I watched the entire show. That's why I was a little late coming on here this evening. I watched SmackDown in preparation to do this show, I, and I'm sitting there like, really, we're we're getting we're getting Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens again. I thought they just finished that at Hell in a Cell. Um, we're getting Apollo Crews versus um, Big E again. Big Whoop. We've seen that a thousand times. Um, 
you know, the, the, there, there's all these matches that we've seen over and over again. And I'm like, well, where's the other 80% of the roster? The answer is they're being fucking released by Nick Khan because nobody else knows who the fuck they are because we never see them on TV. Wait, who is this guy again, Nick Khan? Nick Khan is the new president of WWE who has spearheaded all of these recent releases. Why? How, why does he get this guy who no one's heard of get to release all these people? Um, well, um, let me, let me, uh, find, let me find the report and I'll, and I'll read it to you. And actually speaking of firing and hiring people, um, I don't know if you heard about that. This one person that was hired for creative. Yep. I, I did. Absolutely. Oh, fuck. And I, I, hold on. I'm, cause I'm going to, I'm going to read that too. Um, okay. Cause I was about to send it to you so you can read it. You want to send it to you, or do you have it? I'm uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna find it right now. Oh, but Um, I already already have it on my uh, on my iPad. I can just send it to you. To your messenger. Oh, oh, you you have what she said. Yes, send that to me so I can. Hold on. Send that to me so I can read that to the people. There, there you go. So, um, so while that's sending, let me just let me just read to you Nick Khan's. Nick, Nick Khan's take over this. So, so I and and I quote: "This is this is coming from uh, this is coming from Fightful Select uh, yeah. and, and Sean Rossap." And I say, "Quote: Nick Khan is said to be willing to take any heat over the releases, and appeared to be unconcerned about previous plans or pro or projects for talent." who they're married to, how long they've been with the company, or other factors in regards to who was cut. Now, now, um, this latest round of, of cuts, no, nobody really jumped out to me as, oh, I'm surprised that that person was cut. Um, but, uh, but still. And then, let, other, other than, uh, Kenise Mobley, which I'm, which I was thrilled instead she was cut, and um, that that's the creative writer that. Um, yeah. That it, LEO, it, it, I already uh, sent it to you. Check your messenger. Okay, cool. Um, okay. Uh, any day now. There we, here we go. Oh, beautiful. So, yes, uh, K- Kenise, her name was uh, Kenise Mobley, and she 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 appeared on the, uh, I believe it was the So Not Asian uh, podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or not, I'm sorry, Not So Asian podcast. Yeah, that's, yeah. Um, and, and, and she said, and I quote, I have just been hired by WWE. They did not require me to know anything about wrestling. I am on the Raw team. So there's Raw and SmackDown, and the people I know that are on it are Bobby, 
His name is either Bobby Ashley or Bobby Lashley, and I really should know that. No shit. That was. Duh. Well, the no shit was not in the quote. I I added that. Anyway. (laughs) Uh, And he goes, he's like this giant black guy, uh, and he and the people who are part of his crew, I know that they call, or at least as of last year, they called themselves the Hurt Business. The Hurt Business. They wear suits, and they're like, we're cool. Yeah. What? Um, what? What? You know what's cold, Canise? <laughs> <laughs> the, the fact that you got fucking fired. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ben. You know what? You know what? That would be like me starting a podcast, and I and I and I message you. And I bring you on as my co-host. And you know nothing about wrestling. You're just going to come out to a wrestling podcast, host a show, and you know nothing about what I'm talking about. (laughs) But to your point, Elio, that is what WWE, the biggest wrestling conglomerate on God's green earth, did with this woman. Oh, my God. Oh, Bobby Ashley. <laughs> Dude, they're like, we wear suits. We're cool. No, what? But, but, l- l- ladies and gentlemen, okay, I don't understand that business practice at all. In, in, in no other line of work would that ever fly anywhere. That's like me going to interview for IBM, which I did, and I had I uh, did a six week job placement there. That that'd be like me going in for an interview and not knowing anything about computers. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I know I know I'm gonna be working with these uh, big boxes that sit on the, on my desk, and um, I'm pretty sure that. <laughs> uh, they're uh, hooked up to something called printers and uh, like you're supposed to print stuff out and they show you how to put paper in I don't know I, what well, 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 <laughs> I, uh, but the thing is the thing is we're, we're laughing at this whole thing as if it's a joke ladies and gentlemen and, and in one sense it really is but the, the sad reality is this woman got hired by the biggest professional wrestling promotion on earth and the only reason she got fired is because she went she went on a podcast and opened her fucking mouth that's why she got fired uh, yeah because of what she said on the podcast yeah Oh well, yeah like who says uh, who says that uh, like I'm not required to know anything about wrestling what, what, do you know who what company hired you? It's a wrestling company. I mean, for, first of all, usually, usually because I I can honestly say that I I am a decent human being. I'm not perfect, but I'm a decent human being. And usually, when I hear about people getting fired for their jobs, um, you know, I I. My first inclination is to feel bad for him because of you know what's go- what's going on right now and you know how hard it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but in this case, 
Bye. Uh, don't don't let the door hit you in the ass. Um, because what the fuck? You know, ladies and gentlemen, the the, the best the best uh, retort that I can give you to this. This is like me being hired to do brain surgery, and I, and hand to God, this this is true about me. I only have one functioning hand as a result of my disability. And you and this what WWE just did would be the equivalent of me hire, being hired to do Dr. Ben Carson's job. What the fuck? There is no other occupation on earth where this woman would be hired and publicly admit that she didn't know anything. She didn't know anything about wrestling or wasn't required to know anything. I just no, I you know what? I just find the the first uh, the first line disturbing. They did not require me to know anything about wrestling. And and, and what does that say about WWE? They don't give a fuck. What have I been saying for the entire lifetime of this podcast? Yeah. It has become increasingly clear time and time again that WWE doesn't give a fuck because they don't, they already have their fucking money. I gotta tell I gotta tell you, brother, I don't care how much money you're making. If you're a piece of shit, you're a piece of shit. That applies to people and companies. And my level of respect for WWE has plummeted over the years. I'm not talking about their performers or anything like that because, by and large, I don't I don't know them. I haven't heard anything about them as individuals. You know, I've, I've made a, a few cases against people such as Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins and Baron Corbin because they have they have gone out there and made themselves look pretty pissed poor on social media. Um, but, you know, it's just like, Jesus Christ, you know, we just had this discussion about the how women are being presented nowadays. I mean, what the, f- what the fuck? And then we have this news story where Kenise Mobley justifiably gets fired for being a stupid for being a stupid individual, she, she she said that she took this job because it offered her three times what she was getting paid at her last job. Well, time to go crawling back to your last job. I mean, what the fuck? You, you ever heard of Darwinism, Elio, the survival of the fittest? Yep, I learned about it in uh, college. Well, 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 to me, this is the perfect example of Darwinism. This is a, these are stupid individuals weeding themselves out. I don't understand. If, if, I, if I'm Vince McMahon reading this, then I better get my shit together as quickly as I fucking can or it, or it's not gonna matter what kind of billion dollar concept you, you 
or contracts or concepts you've drawn up or signed or whatever the fuck, eventually your product is going to die because it sucks. She only uh, wrote for two shows, I believe. Good. Alston, Alston Christmas and Buy Us For Us. I've never heard of either one of those. And uh, I, the second one, by us first, is a 2020. The Austin Christmas is a 2014. I don't. I don't give a fuck. Wow. And, and it's no wonder I haven't heard of it, based off the quality of writing, <laughs> or quality of individual doing the fucking job. Yep. Like she's even Ugh. she only has one credit to her actor acting resume and that was the alley. What the fuck is that? That's a 2019 uh, TV series that lasted like four episodes. <laughs> she must have been writing on there as well. It lasted four episodes. Oh Jesus Christ. You know, I uh, I have professional writing experience, ladies and gentlemen. I you know, and I I just don't understand the how, how we got here in, in WWE. But but I mean, I would be embarrassed to go to work for these fucking people. I honestly would, and you know, it's no wonder that you changed my name to Let's Rant, bitch, because I am. <laughs> I am getting increasingly harder under the collar as this podcast goes along. You know, let's move on from the raw review officially, because I think we moved on from it about 10 minutes ago. Um, To NXT. Oh, my God. Oh, wait, I don't like NXT either. You don't like NXT? Uh, well, no, I'm, I'm just relieved that we're moving past Monday Night Raw. <laughs> okay, well, um, okay, so I'll, let me go back to June, June 22nd here for NXT. All right. So NXT, we had... Oh, hold on. I'm going to have to go... Okay, so NXT twenty NXT on June twenty second. Here we go. We had two dark matches prior to the show. We had two, I believe, uh, two of the most recent cuts that are in a dark match. One was Eichmann Jiro defeating Aria Davari and Grayson Walker defeating August Gray. Uh, August Gray and Ari Davari were yeah. uh, part of the releases. Okay, in the first match, we had Adam Cole defeating Carmelo Hayes. Ben, what do you think of this Carmelo Hayes? I I I haven't seen him before, so uh, I didn't um, I didn't get a chance to catch uh, NXT this week. Oh, okay. Uh, the, the, they totally ripped off. Dude. The 2003 segment with John Cena and Kurt Angle. Remember when uh, Kurt Angle asked Cena what he thinks, uh, uh, like who he thinks he is, uh, to what he has that makes him stand out? 
and Cena slaps him and says, Ruth, that's aggression. Yeah. Yeah, they did that exact thing with uh, Carmelo Hayes and Adam Cole. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, uh, Jesus. So, um, all right, and uh, after that, the next match we had Io Shirai and Zoe Starks defeating the Robert Stone brand, Jesse Kamea and Aliyah. I feel so bad. I love Zoe Starks, but I feel so bad for Aliyah. Ah! And Jesse Kamea, stop making them lose. Yeah, seriously. I mean, I I know I like them. Like as a team, I like them. Aliyah, I've always I've been a fan of since I started, since uh, she started in NXT. Well, she's been there for like almost ten years. I, I'm I'm honestly surprised that she hasn't gotten released yet. Um, but they got rid of Vanessa Bourne. Oh. Well, that. Really made that really made me sad, but yeah, because I would I would have added her to Team Yummy in a heartbeat, but that's just <laughs> that's just me. Then we have a group that I'm so sick of seeing: the way Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory defeating Pete Dunne and Oni Larkin. Uh, after that, we had Frankie Monet. Now, then I still not stuck on Frankie Monet. Oh God, I. I, I honestly, I, I was never really the biggest fan of Taya Valkyrie, but I, I respect, I respected her. Um, but this, this Frankie Monet does not do the performer any justice. I don't, I, I don't know. Okay. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to give her a few more, uh, Watches uh, to like see because like I like you I wasn't a fan of the type Valkyrie in Impact Wrestling. She did have that good that really great match with uh, Tessa Blanchard that that hardcore one where she where she uh, put Tessa through the table in the corner. Yeah, that that match I really enjoyed. But yeah, uh, every time she starts with the Wera Loca thing, I'm like okay. That's, I think that's one thing that really like uh, that really um, God didn't did it for me is what keeps saying where loca. It's like okay, stop. Yeah. Then we have hip ro- hit row top dollar and Ashanti Adonis defeating Everise. Two more releases. Yeah. Which so. I never really understood Everise so. Yeah, you know what? I wasn't the biggest fan of theirs. Okay, top dollar, AJ Francis, the host of uh, WWE's, uh, uh, what's that show called? Uh, most the, want, mo- the Most Wanted Treasures, yeah. Most Wanted Treasures, yeah. AJ Francis, and uh, I swear, I'm not a fan of this Ashanti Adonis. I don't get it with him. No, I, I don't either. Then in the main event, in, in the main event, we had Kyle O'Reilly defeating Kushida. Um, we also had LA Knight on this episode, and Sam. I kind of like LA Knight as a million dollar champion. Yeah, I mean, I look. It's like I said a couple weeks ago. The um, the million dollar championship and that whole gimmick fits L.A. Knight better than it does Cameron Grimes by a long shot. 
Um, but but the storyline ha- has been built so heavily around Cameron Grimes, and it has grown on me to the point where um, even though I really like LA Knight, it's just, I'm confused by the whole, you know, bait and switch between Cameron Grimes and uh, L.A. Knight. And even though, even though I like the, the end result of it, um, so, I mean, it, it gets a semi-pass because they got to where they needed to go, I guess, because the feud between between L.A. Knight and uh, Cameron Grimes kind of went full circle to now um, to where Cameron Grimes is protecting um, and aligning himself with that damn Ted DiBiase. Yeah. Um, You know, so they got me to where I wanted to go. It was just the most roundabout, weird way of doing it. The thing is, I I, I like... I liked Eli Drake, but and then when they introduced him as LA Man, like, oh no, why, what, why, why changing his name? He was Eli Drake in uh in uh, Impact. He was Eli Drake in um in uh, NWA. Because they, because WWE doesn't own that name. That's why. Oh, that's oh, he owns the name Eli Drake. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Uh, and uh, that's another thing. And they were trying to they're they're trying to do the same thing with uh, Keith Lee. They were trying to trademark Keith Lee. Yeah, I, I don't I, but, uh, thank you for bringing up Keith Lee. Uh where the fuck is Keith Lee? Furthermore, where the fuck is Damien Priest? Oh, um Damien Priest actually hold on, I had an article here where they, were, where they were talking about the Damien Priest. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back. All right, fans, um, we're back. Um, so we were just looking up uh, information on uh, Damien Priest and Keith Lee. First of all, Damien Priest, uh, one source says he's out with a back injury. Another source says that his absence is due to undisclosed um undisclosed uh, information at this time. As for Keith Lee, he put out two tweets. One was dated May 24th, which says, to the people offering uplifting words, know that I appreciate you greatly and worry not when I say I'm limitless, I mean it. I will try to find a way to explain everything in the most efficient way possible. Give me just a little more time. So I'm not sure where where that, because according to one report, it said that the basic gist was he was not medically cleared. But then he put out another one on June 4th, saying, I wanted to do something educational, but also inspiring to tell you guys about everything since late January. Seems that is off the table for now. So with that, I will find another way to tell tell you guys about everything. It might simply be a video of me chatting with you. We'll see. So no one really knows what's going on with Keith Lee. Yeah, well, that's very uh, unfortunate. 
So, but yeah, I had heard that uh, WB was trying to trademark his name and he was trying to trademark his name at the same time. Oh, Lord. <laughs> you know what? That's like me trademark. That's like me wanting to trademark uh, Elio Canella. Why? Uh, there's more than one Elio Canella in this house. So, how can I trademark it? <laughs> yeah, that's a little weird. But that's like me wanting to trademark Ben Pierce. Uh, that your name belongs to me. <laughs> what? Oh, God. <laughs> I know, but like, see, this is what I'm talking about. This is just ridiculous with some of the things that they, this company does, their business practices. Yeah, I, I don't understand. But anyways, that's, um, that's NXT for this week. Ben, we should we get SmackDown. Oh, Joy, that's my job. Okay, well, at least, <laughs> it, at, least, at least it was better than Raw. Okay, very good. All right. <laughs> um... Trust me, that 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 is uh, somewhat uplifting. Um, I have to so, ask you. Well, I have to ask you. What do you think about these money bank qualifying matches, though? I am encouraged that they went with um, some unpredictable uh, names. Okay. Um, because. Because there's no way in hell that I was thinking that both Ricochet and John Morrison would qualify on Raw, um, <coughs> especially over AJ Styles and Randy Orton. Um, so because of the fact that now I have no idea where they're going with it, I can appreciate the unpredictability. I just hope that they pull the trigger with something unpredictable because right now having Ricochet and John Morrison in the match, um, you know, I don't know what that means for the match itself other than the fact that I know um, they have some semi-new blood involved, but I'm just, I'm just not, I have no idea where they could possibly go. Okay, so let's go with uh, SmackDown. What do we got? Right, so um, we open with um, a recap of Roman Reigns killing Rey Mysterio in the cell last week. Um, literally, literally, he did the same launch maneuver that he did with uh, Dom, only Ray took the bump directly into the cell. It was just nasty. Yeah. Um, so Paul <clears throat> Paul Heyman is out with Roman Reigns and says that um, the Mysterios are acknowledging them from the hospital beds. Um, he proceeds to go over all of the names that uh, that Roman Reigns has defeated and says that they now have to go a different route. Because because Reigns has destroyed the entire heavyweight division, and he goes and then he goes to give um, to give uh, to give Reigns the mic, um, but uh, out out comes Jimmy, and uh, Jimmy needs to. Uh, prove himself, and he says that he can do everything Jay can do, um, and, uh, and 
and Reigns has prove it. So apparently uh, Jimmy is going to prove himself uh, later tonight in a match against uh, or, or later on, on SmackDown um, against Dolph Ziggler. I don't know about you, Elio, but every like I have loved Dolph Ziggler for years, but um, WWE has booked him in a way that. Every time he appears on my screen nowadays, I don't care. I couldn't possibly care any less. I mean, it's not that I don't care about Dolph Ziggler or appreciate his performance. It's just WWE has booked him to absolute hell. Um, you know, I and, and every time he's on, it's just I can I can know. With a 98% degree of certainty that he's going to lose. And so, the, he's been able to come in since 2004 or 2005, uh, around there. Yeah, well, I, I'm sure he was in developmental before he joined up with uh, yeah. the Spirit Squad. <laughs> God, the spirits a lot. Oh, oh. I, I was I was so happy when Dia kicked her ass at Saturday <laughs> event and stacked them up like cordwood in that cage. I was so happy. <laughs> um, yeah. If you haven't seen that, go back and take a look at it. It's one. It's great. Um, but anyway, next up we have uh, Bianca Belair. Uh. I love Bianca as a talent, but her, her character now, in comparison to what it was in uh, in NXT, good God, I miss her in NXT. Girl, <laughs> I uh, well, yeah, for that very reason, I just had a really every time she says that, it's like, oh no, it, it's really bad. But here she here she comes. To hype up the fact that we're three weeks away from the end of the Thunderdome era. Thank Christ. That's me. That's me talking, not Bianca. Um, wait, wait, wait. Money in the Bank is on the um, sorry, eighteen. I believe so. Yes. Okay. Go good. Oh, so we're gonna be in front of fans. Thank God. Yeah, real fans, real people. Not these. Not these fucking. Uh, Jumbotron virgins. Yeah, thank God. Okay. My Christ. Uh, we get the typical uh, babyface promo from from her, which I'm really growing to hate. Uh, she calls Bailey a bully, and she starts looking at the title and knows that that every every bit of work she's put in is uh, worth it. She goes into detail about how often she shines the title so much that she can see her reflection in it. Oh, okay. um, stop, stop. Um, <laughs> and then here comes Seth Rollins. I've never been so happy to see Seth Rollins in my life. And he goes on to uh, talk about how he's beaten Sassero. I thought it was pronounced Cesaro, but he's making fun of him. Says Cesaro. So this sets up a tag team match between Bianca and Cesaro versus Seth Rollins and Bailey. Um, and uh, ba- and Bailey and um, 
Seth Rollins get the get the victory after Bailey hits a rose plant stomp maneuver um, and gets the pin at 12 minutes and 3 seconds. This was a remarkably underperforming match given the talent involved. I just did not care. Uh, next up, we got Jimmy Uso waiting outside of Reigns' dressing room, and he asked Paul Heyman what he needs to do to prove to Reigns. See, this is this is what I hate. Everybody knows where these segments are gonna lead. They're like, go in the ring and beat somebody. Okay, we don't we don't need these fucking. What do I do to prove myself? These are grown men, and these fucking these fucking segments make them look dumb as fuck. I hate it. What do I need to do to impress the head of the table? How about fucking win? Oh, Jesus Christ. Am I going on too many rants? No, no you're fine. <laughs> okay, very good. So then, after this, we get the official coronation of Kinsuke Shakanor or I'm sorry, Kinsuke Nakamura. What the fuck? Can this just be over? I mean, yeah, look, you, 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 who called him Kingsuke? Uh, it was uh, Rick Boogs. Oh, you don't like Rick Boogs? No, I love Rick Boogs. Okay. But, but I'm just... This... this I don't care about, about a crown unless it, it's involved in a King of the Ring tournament. Yes, I'm happy that Baron Corbin is no longer King Corbin. I think he should have lost it in a can't an actual King of the Ring tournament, though. Exactly. You see, just in the space of less than five seconds, Elio and I can book SmackDown television better than WWE can. This is why you listen to the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast on a weekly basis, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, God. So, so then Sonya Deville and Adam Pierce are jamming out to Eric Boog's guitar playing when, uh, when Seth Rollins comes in and says, the time is now, the time is now, as if he's a, as if he's a preacher speaking to his congregation. The Messiah has returned, ladies and gentlemen. Only I hope that Ray Mysterio is not fucking involved. Oh my god. Anyway, we get another Big E versus Apollo Cruz match. Uh, this time it's a Money in the Bank qualifying match. <sighs> See, this is this is what I hate, ladies and gentlemen. Now, not only have we seen Big E versus Apollo Cruz ad nauseum for weeks and 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 weeks. Jesus. Except now you have the Intercontinental Champion losing in a King of the in a Money in the Bank qualifying match. Can he not lose anybody else on the roster to get Big E in the Money in the Bank qual- in the Money in the Bank match? Did did we have to have a champion in that spot to lose? Champions should not be losing meaningless TV matches. He, I mean, 
Why would Apollo Crews be in consideration for a Money in the Bank fight anyway? It's not yeah. like he. It's not like he's going to be a double champion, right? I mean, can we think logically here, please? Yeah, terrible, terrible, terrible. So anyway. <coughs> oh, see that fans my co-host is just allergic to the bullshit I'm over there sir yeah let me take a sip sorry I got something stuck in my throat alright yeah. see you see Apollo Cruz. see what you did to my co-host so, sorry about that um are we, are we paused? Or are we? No, I was just uh, going on. I was just uh, filling in while you take your drink because. Oh, oh okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, folks. That's yeah. why I said, you see Apollo Cruz, see what you do to make a host. You know, you don't need to be involved in a Money in the Bank qualifying match. You're a freaking Continental champion. Go out and do something else. Okay, so I I've collected myself, ladies and gentlemen. My apologies. All right. Um. So then, next up, oh my God, Sami Zayn is very happy that he doesn't have to deal with Kevin Owens anymore. It's just because you know I was under the same impression that the feud between Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens was over. And uh, apparently not, because it's announced by Adam Pierce and Sonia Deville in a backstage confrontation with Sami Zayn. Or I'm, or I'm sorry, no, no, no. Caleb Braxton breaks it to uh, Sami Zayn that he's going to face Kevin Owens in a Money in the Bank qualifying match next week. Sami Zayn is obviously pissed off about that, and he goes to complain to uh, Adam Pierce and uh, Tony Deville about that, um, which I really don't blame. I really don't blame them or blame Sammy for that because it's just again and again and again it's going to be Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens. Now, ladies and gentlemen, as I said last week, I. I really don't mind Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens. It's always going to be a good match. I understand that. But can we can we get some new blood in here just for a little bit before we go back to this again? I I really don't understand this. Um, you know, can they not wrestle other people just for a little while? Oh god. And then Q, Q what should have been my bathroom break match. Uh-oh. Carmella versus Liv Morgan. Was this a regular one or was this a qualifying? Well, it should have been a qualifying match, but it wasn't. Okay. It, it was announced that Carmella will be in the ladder match, and then she lost the match. Wait, 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 hold on. How, how, if it's a qualifying match, how does she just automatically get in there? I don't know. You should ask WWE creative and Bruce fucking Pritchard. Get, get, get a clue, you beaver bitch. 
I'm sorry, no. Be- Beaver bitch is Kevin Dunn. What nickname can we come up with for uh, Bruce Pritchard? I don't know. You're, 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 you're clever at coming up with those names. Go on. Oh, oh yes, I got one. Oh, no. Bruce piece of shit Pritchard. Okay. <laughs> doesn't, it, doesn't it just roll off the tongue? Oh, that's just like off the wall. That's <laughs> marvelous. You know, you should hire me for a creative position in WWE. Or, or better yet, don't do that because I don't want to deal with Vincent Man and fucking Bruce Pritchard. If, if, if uh, Paul Heyman ever gets hired back, then hire me. But uh, uh, until then, I don't want to see your fucking face. Talking to Bruce Pritchard, not you, Elio, because I actually enjoy your company. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> but, you know, it's just. But but getting getting back to to serious business, I have to wonder why why is it announced before the match that Carmella is in the ladder match? Right. See, it doesn't make sense. Not everyone else has to qualify. So, and so hold on. Are, 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 is the women's side full? No. Oh. No. Oh. Oh, no, because I was just looking at a poster on uh, Instagram, and it appeared that they had already done done that the way they made it look. Okay. Well, yeah. sure, the, sure, the way they made it look. But, I mean, this just goes to show you how stupid WWE booking is because they have no idea what the fuck they're doing on their shows. Okay, go on. After all, all, my friend, they don't use 80% of the roster on on television every week, don't you know? Anyway, next up we have Jimmy Uso versus Dolph Ziggler. Uh, Suffice to say... um, Jimmy Uso wins, so now he is on the road to, to being in the good graces of Roman Reigns. And the way I think that this is going to go is eventually both Usos are going to be part of the dynasty under the control of their cousin Roman. And then... Um, and then... To... To end the show, we have um, we have uh, Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman uh, back in the ring, we, we, and we have uh, th- that's what they're calling in what they're calling a state of the universal title address. Uh, we see a video of Reigns beating Ray in the cell, the same video that we saw to start off the show. Um, and then he goes, and then uh, Heyman proceeds to list off all the people that um, that Reigns has beaten, and says that they need a new plan because um, because the heavyweight division has been destroyed by Reigns since his return at the previous SummerSlam. 
And then Edge comes out in a, in a very surprising return. This one actually did. They managed to surprise me on this one. I was, because usually, usually WWE or WWE kind of uh, ruins the the surprise with with their advertising and stuff like that. But this one was nicely played. Um, I, I enjoyed this one. This was definitely the highlight of, of the show for me. Um, and then um, so. Here, here comes Edge, and he's already um, taking his shirt off, or take—I'm sorry, taking his jacket off. He had a really cool—he um, had a really cool uh, T-shirt on too, with the with the star and then Iconoclast on it. Remember how uh, Lita has Iconoclast tattooed on her neck? Yeah, I, I, I like that word and, and used in wrestling connotation. I I just I appreciated that. Um, and, and no, and no, ladies and gentlemen, I didn't I didn't do the Angelita thing on purpose. So shut the fuck up. I was just being <laughs> I was just being clever and bringing up the fact that. Uh, because now, pe- now people are going to make fun of me for doing the Angelita thing. No, shut the fuck up. I was just making a clever observation. Okay? Get the, get the fuck off my airwaves if you don't like it. Oh, damn. Anyway. Um, <clears throat> so, the, the fight is automatically on. And... Uh, and it looks like um, Edge is going to get the upper hand on Reigns um, b- before uh, before R- Roman hits a Superman punch, and then it looks like Edge Edge's return got fucked up. But then, uh, but then as Reigns is going for a chair, Edge gets back up and hits the spear, and. Um, and it looks like we have Edge versus Roman Reigns set up for Money in the Bank and uh, SummerSlam, if I had to guess as well. They're going to have what I would say would be a two-match program between the two of them. Um, you know, and I, I got to tell you, I, I like this more than, than I would have liked uh, uh, Roman Reigns versus... Um, versus Seth Rollins' program, which was the original direction I thought they were going to go, um, based off of um, based off of the backstage interactions that um, that uh, Roman and uh, Rollins were having. Um, they still might. Yeah, they, they, they still might, absolutely. Um, but I'm, I'm just glad that it's not now. Um because to me that they, they needed they they need uh, money in the bank and SummerSlam to be really big shows, um, considering that it is their return to the, to the road. So they need something really big to, to set them off in the right direction. And um, to to that end, um, as we end our SmackDown review, um, you know. Elio, I honestly, I have to say, I I hope that WWE can can really pull something cool off 
um, for their return to touring and kind of getting us out of this uh, coronavirus hellhole that uh, Creative has been in for the last year and change. Uh, but yeah, do I have faith that they'll be able to do so? No. Do I hope as a fan that they do? Hell yes. Um, I am just to the point where I swear to God, I know I say this all the time, but God help me every time if it isn't true. If it wasn't for this podcast, I would never watch wrestling again uh, uh, from WWE. I, I swear, it is so depressing. Not only do we have Monday Night Raw, which absolutely is the worst fucking show on television. You don't even have to put a wrestling show in. You don't even have to put wrestling in the fucking sentence. It is the worst show on television. And then you have SmackDown, which thank God for Roman Reigns, ladies and gentlemen. But I mean, it's like I said before. You know, we only see 20% of the roster because that's all WWE cares to fucking use. Um, my level of frustration with this product at, at this particular point in time has never been higher. And it, and it, it is my job as a podcaster... To come on here, one, and try to entertain you, but two, try to be uh, somewhat, um, you know, somewhat analytic uh, with this. And God help me, I try. But, you know, if my rage comes through a little too much, it is not because I'm trying to be entertaining, even though even though that is obviously part of my um, weekly goals here, I am truly enraged by what we're seeing here. I, I don't understand what WWE is trying to accomplish. I truly don't. Because 80% of their shows, and that is being generous, 80% of their shows on a weekly basis are irrelevant. It doesn't matter. You know, it, it, it's the same rinse and recycle bullshit. And yet, Elio and I and countless other podcasters have to, have to come on our respective shows and try to entertain you. And it gets... Harder, harder and harder and harder for me to act like I give a shit about the current state of professional wrestling from the from the WWE perspective. I just, I just, I don't know what to say to you other other than that. Uh, and and you know, um, Elio and I were talking before we went on the air, and I'm, I'm like, you know, do you want to do a special show for um, AEW at some point this week since AEW wasn't on the typical Friday night and, and therefore has not been mentioned on the show uh, because they're airing on right now as we're doing the show. 
Um, and, um, and he, he was like, well, I, I don't know, because they always say it's going to be a bigger show, but then it turns out to be crap. You know, I, I think, I think we give AEW a, a slightly bigger leash because it's a newer product and, and honestly, they do a lot more that impresses me than WWE does. Uh, but having said that, AEW has its weak points um, very obviously as well. And it, and it gets hard to watch that show as of late. I don't know how you feel about it, Elliot, but sometimes, sometimes I get through watching AEW and it's like, you know, if I enjoy one or two matches out of it, I can I consider that to be a good night. Um, yeah, uh, except for these Friday shows that have just been really not good. Yeah, I mean, I get why they're doing because you know because of the um, you know the NBA playoffs and they need to put a product on the air, but I uh, I just don't understand it now. I will say I'm, I have hope that Kenny Omega and Jungle Boy can deliver a really good uh, title match tonight. Um, I'm looking forward to watching the replay of that as soon as we get off the air here. But I, I just, it is very hard for me to be a wrestling fan these days, ladies and gentlemen. And I, I, I really hope sincerely that I... I don't come off as too uh, uh, disinterested or angry um, when I when I talk about this stuff. That's not my intention. Um, but like I said before, we just try to be honest with you and and, and give you our our uh, true take on it without sugarcoating anything because. Honestly, I'm not that kind of guy, and I don't think uh, Elio is either. But um, you know, we're gonna have the we're, we're really gonna have to start um, stressing this thing if uh, if things don't improve at some point because God damn, this is depressing. But um, without ending this on a depressing note, uh, we always have fun. Uh, talking, sh- talking shit with our audience, and um, and really putting out a good show for you. So we do hope you enjoyed the show uh, this week, and um, we may be back, ladies and gentlemen, on Thursday with a special AEW show. Uh, we have to we have to watch tonight's offering to determine if it's uh, worth putting on a, a bonus show or not. Um, but, um, but have no fear because you will either see us on Thursday or, uh, next Saturday as typically scheduled. And with that, this has been, Ben. yeah, I'm going to bring the show down just, just a bit, but I can bring it right back up. So um, I was I just uh, saw two segments we're gonna get on Monday night. Oh God! We're gonna get Charlotte Flair, Natalia, and Tamina Snuka versus Rhea Ripley, Mandy Rose, and Dana Brooke. Uh, no, no. 
And in the, in, in the second segment, we're going to get a face-to-face between Kofi Kingston and MVP. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. On, on, on a brighter note, Italy did qualify to advance to the quarterfinals of Euro Cup 2020. Oh, joy. <laughs> what? That's good for me. You mean 2021? 2020 already passed, thank Christ. No, but this is Euro 2020. They're, because they couldn't have it last year. How can they call it 2020? It's 2021. I, I don't know. All, all I know is that they, they're calling it Euro 2020 because they were supposed to have it last year. Which company is this? This is soccer. Oh, well, that that explains it because I don't watch soccer. So I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, so I'm just saying, on a, on a, on a brighter note, Italy qualified in advance to the quarterfinals of the World Cup. Oh, very good. Well, uh, you know, when we are talking to an Italian native, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, I, I do, I do appreciate your efforts to bring up my mood. And I, <laughs> all right, so, so I, that's I certainly hold more faith in Italian soccer being entertaining than I do WWE on a weekly fucking basis. Elio, why don't you why don't you bring the show home and then cue our goddamn outro music? Because I want to hear the greatest show on earth. Because Lord knows we haven't seen it from professional wrestling in forever. <laughs> All right, thanks for my host Ben. I'm Elio. This is Pete Seabrook from Wrestling Podcast. We will talk to y'all next week. <laughs>